What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you people out there, amazing people who are look, going against the grain, doing things differently, doers, creators, entrepreneurs, hustlers, innovators, CEOs, artists, musicians, producers, just carving out your own niche. Um, you know, listen, I get you, we get you. If you ever feel like you're not understood <laughs> or like people think you're crazy for trying to do things differently, Everything involved with this podcast and the people that come on this show would agree with you <laughs> that, you know, we're, we're carving out our own lane and that's very, very important. And uh, I'm very blessed. I've been doing this for several years now, just reaching 4 million downloads and, um, you know, also having the guests that we have come on every week. You guys know I've been preaching for a long time about there really isn't an end success and the fact that it's often glorified in media um, doesn't make any sense to me. It never has made any sense to me because I think it's really about connecting to, you know, what are you doing, your growth in the process. And as you're learning things, how can you pay that forward? And that's what the guests get to do. A lot of times we get to talk about topics that we're very passionate about, whether they're uh, current news related or current current life related, or just in general happening in, in the midst of our, our own growth stories. And of course, there's a lot to be learned from that um, so this is very action oriented as well. Plus, it also humanizes the journey. You guys aren't alone. You see, like we're all going through things. It's just at different, you know, stages of it, right? Uh, so I appreciate each and every one of you. For those of you that are a little bit newer to the show, I'm Matt Gottesman. Just wanted to say thank you uh, for tuning in uh, and being a newer subscriber, uh, and thank you for all the ratings and reviews that continuously come in. And uh, if you want to connect with me, uh, my personal Instagram is at Matt Gottesman. Um, there you can see other things I'm involved in. You can reach out, you know, on a personal note, whatever you want. Uh, you, you can follow along in the the story of you know the, that intersection of creativity and culture and entrepreneurship at HDF Magazine. Um, you know, where we really kind of tackle all areas of creativity, art, culture, and uh, entrepreneurship. And then, of course, at Hustle Sold separately on Insta. And I've got another great show today with, an, uh, with a returning guest who I love his content. I love his energy. Uh, I love what he stands for. And, um, you know, we connected years ago through social. He came on the, the, the podcast a little while back. And uh, I was like, I've been wanting to have him come back on for, for a while now, pretty much since the first episode that we did together. Uh, his name is Shervine and, uh, you know, founder of Symbiotica. And I feel like you've probably seen his content uh, anywhere online and, and some of the amazing people that he's done some stuff with, um, you know, and he's just one of the most respected people uh, in the alternative health community. We're going to be talking a lot about finding purpose and defining intention, both Professionally and personally, especially in a time right now where I think people are really tackling a lot of things personally, uh, but at the same time, we're also innovating and also doing other things or rethinking about how they're doing their, their, their business life. And I just, I found that Shervin like really encapsulates both because he's a very, um, I've always been into both business and spirituality. I feel like a better version of ourselves and a better understanding of who we are and in a, in a bigger sense allows us to really show up differently both in our personal lives and our business life. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. Um, you know, as a health and spiritual advisor to A-list celebrities, heads of state and top athletes from all over the world, you know, he's mentored 
at a very early age, many by, he was mentored by, at a very early age by many trailblazers and pioneers in the field of health, sparked a fire within him that hasn't really stopped burning. Um, and he's got a background in biodynamic agriculture, cosmology, um, herbalism, green architecture, and communication. And while he isn't, you know, when he's not really flying around the world and speaking at events, he's also spending a lot of his time researching and sharing his discoveries with the world through radio interviews, podcasts, social media platforms, and his newly founded health and lifestyle brand, Symbiotica, which he's well into now and just absolutely crushing with it. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the company as well and, and some of the amazing products. Um, on the last show, we had him talk about his journey. So on this show, we're going to just kind of like dive right into unpacking all kinds of things. But first off, thank you for being on the show, Shervy, and I, I really appreciate you coming back on. Matt, my brother, thank you for that beautiful introduction. Let's just correct you on the pronunciation of my name, though. It's Cher Veen. <laughs> you know, I thought, and I and I talked about that with Jamie, and I thought, I, like, I sometimes talk very fast, and she said, "Yeah, Cher, like, like S H A R E, Cher Veen." And I was like, yeah. "Yeah, I said that." She's like, "No, you didn't." I'm like, "Maybe I'm talking too fast." She's like, "You're talking too fast." <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm always talking about word magic and how phonetics drive such an intention and such an imprint on our life you know yes the beginning there was the logos right which is the word and you know the english language the grammatics of the english language the funicular vernacular and phonetics of the english language is always casting spells the english language has been hijacked 10 million times so for me setting intention with everything that we do including the way that we respond to our god-given name um, is really important and um, so my name, Cher Veen, so Cher in my my country, in my language, which is Farsi, is an ancient Zoroastrian name. Cher means lion, and Veen is the king of, right? So, mm. the, so there's a there's a power in that. And so I just wanted to make sure you got that right because you're a brother, and it, it just make things a lot smoother. No, I, <laughs> I, no, absolutely, I absolutely love it. Um, and I was, you know, because like I said, Jamie and I. Uh, so everybody that's listening, Jamie uh, Bigelow works uh, with Shervine. Did I say that right? Shervine. Shervine, uh, yeah. Shervine, and um, you know, we were having this conversation the other day because I, I sometimes talk fast, and um, she's like, "Oh, you know, I, I hope you don't mind." I'm like, "Absolutely not." Um, I was telling her how well. First of all, many years ago, I learned the importance of a, what's what's in a name. And we use nicknames a lot of times, but we actually really need to honor our full name. That there's a, there's a whole um, dynamic in that name at, at a very soul level. And then I also mentioned to her um, that you know when I, I remember when I went back to school and I got my MBA, um, two thirds of the of the community it was an international business school, so two thirds of the the community was from around the world. And I had a lot of uh, friends from the Middle East and from India, and they would always try to give me nicknames, and I would say, no, 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 you don't understand. I want to know how to pronounce your full name. And, and so I was telling her the story and she said, why is that? I said, it's actually, it's honoring of them and their culture. And also like, that's an honor when you meet somebody. I don't, I, I, I want to, I want to have that respect of like, you come from an entire story and a culture and a background. And it's funny because a couple of the students, I, this is back, you know, eight, nine years ago, the students looked at me like, I've never heard an American put it that way. <laughs> you know? Well, that, you know? that, that was, that was well said. And it, it what, what you're saying right now, it speaks you know, volumes because we've forgotten who we are. We've forgotten what we've forgotten. We lost our connection to our ancestors. I mean, it's evident across the board in every, you know, sector of our reality. And I'm sure we'll go down that path. But there's an energy field that connects everything. 
And that energy field communicates with us in our resonance field. We know that through quantum analysis now, this isn't just esoteric thought talk. This is actual real provable science. And as you know, I fall right in between the science and spiritual. And we build our resonance field through the speech and through the feeling and the energy of thoughts. So for example, anyone listening right here, they go, wow, Shervin, that comes from an ancient, ancient Persian language. And it means the king of lions. Who was that? Then, you know, how many thousands, millions of people will go start researching that all of a sudden that storyline that was so powerful and that can give us so much learning and adaptation to our today, to, to our journey today, all of a sudden that now becomes part of the thought process. Do you see how just a little thing yes. goes such a long way? Yeah. Well, and it transcends time. You know, and there's it, no such thing as time in that sense, well, right? Yeah, it's, okay. It's embedded in us if we choose to open it. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely true. I, um, I guess in a, in a way, I meant like because <laughs> time is actually a very interesting conversation, which we can also unpack, you know, in the in the quantum realm. Um, but meaning, um, here it has an existence from um, a long time ago, um, but is still very present in the way it's actually like now being honored, um, and so it's never actually lost itself it's actually still part of an ongoing soul's journey is kind of i guess where i was going with that but um you're right i mean time in itself is kind of like a <laughs> we do you want to talk about that you I mean we could dive right into that well, but oh, well i think again I, I just piggyback off what you're saying you know neither distance nor time plays a role in governing mm -hmm. our field our energy field we're connected yes. with everything and everyone and that's through the laws of resonance and it's through that law that shows us our experience nonstop on a daily, daily ritual cycle. So it's just, if you're tuned into it, you're going to feel into it. And what steps take you into that resonance field? You know, everyone is, you know, operating in some type of frequency. And so for me, I'll just speak mm. personally, it's, it's constantly being in reverence. That's the center point of my resonance field. Well, what is res, what does reverence mean? Well, reverence is, devout honor to the highest level for all things that matter and whatever mm. matters for me could matter for me and whatever matters for someone else could matter for someone else it could be anything someone it could be a sports team for someone it could be <laughs> farming for somebody it could be their mother it could be this if you're operating with reverence for whatever that is that means that is your reality that is your life and that's the manifestation of alchemy that you're creating to create the perfect synergy between yourself and whatever you're meditating or aspiring to become that there's that, that we can go down that rabbit hole it's a very very interesting subject but this is where we need to be heading as sovereign beings especially in the time that we are with you know what we're dealing with today where there's such mass confusion mass hysteria and it's no wonder we're in a position where you know everything is turning into fear it's because we've given that power away we've lost our sovereignness and we're being controlled by an energy outside of us and it's holding dominion onto us and when you're when you're living without sovereignty you're you know you're basically you know you're open to be controlled on every single level emotionally mentally physically spiritually financially all of it for the people and i'd love to go actually down that road hole so i'm going to go there with you <laughs> for the and and i want to get your your take for the people who this is new for them 
it's not necessarily new for you and I because of some of the practices. And while I, I you know, people, no matter where I'm at in the journey, I always say I'm, I'm a forever student, always a baby in the game. But I've taken on the learning, the conscious learning many years ago. For those of the people that are experiencing a lot of this fear and who've kind of given away their power, how do you recommend they start to have an internal conversation with themselves to take back their power, not from the ego of like, I'm going to conquer this, but from a, from a loving place of, okay, let's do the work. How, how do you feel people's entrance into the, you know, the beautiful entrance that is, that is there if they, they choose to see it as a beautiful, you know, starting point during this, as some people call it, the great pause. What would you recommend? <laughs> the great pause. I like that. Um, there's many routes, but ultimately they lead you to the same direction and all of them are going to be useful in getting there. So it's not going to be one thing. Right. At the center of it, it's getting into looking at yourself in a mirror and removing the trauma and the illusions and the false ego. Yes. Okay. So not the healthy ego, which mm -hmm. is what we all should cherish and nourish and support. There's a completely um, sideways aspect of looking at ego that the, you know, quote unquote, the conscious community has um, perverted, I believe. <laughs> quote and unquote, that's, I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I agree. yeah, they're basically, yeah. They're, you know, they've, they've turned it into something that has been demonized mm -hmm. and that's not proper samadhi, which is the act of dying before dying that, you know, real, real ego death comes from removing the trauma that's happened, that's been stored up within the body, within the emotional field, and has caused you to have to build layers around it to protect yourself from going deeper. So what if someone just one day looks in the mirror and writes down, um, you know, what if all my beliefs are based on incorrect facts and informations and thoughts, right? Like, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. let's let's just try it out and see what happens. What happens right there? It's going to be a bit challenging for sure, right? And you might get extremely defensive, and that reaction of being defensive is where that ego came in to create a buffer or a protect a protection so you don't have to access it and you don't have to deal with it. And we can see it. I mean, there's a term for it, cognitive dissonance. Yes. Right? Well, what does that mean? That means that, I'll, I'll just give you an a, example so everyone listening can see it. Let's say I bring you a, um, a piece of paper and that paper is a white printing paper. Okay? And Everybody knows what a white piece of paper looks like. There's no argument in it. <laughs> yes. And I, and I show you this paper and I say, look, this is a white paper. The person who can't see that won't even look at it and will, will basically fight you to tell you that's not a white piece of paper when it obviously is, is in cognitive dissonance. Now, I know that's an extreme example, but when you look at the data and the facts that are going on with our reality today in terms of health, the way we raise children, the way we cultivate children, the way we're drinking water, the way we're loving each other, the economic system, the debt-laden debt system, all of the things, there's 10 billion things, we're dealing with a lot of the population 
that is in cognitive dissonance when it comes to the facts. Because the narrative that they're receiving, they're getting a false narrative from an outside energy and they don't want to look deeper. Why? Because it's painful, because it's hard work, because it's emotional, because it's it could throw them off into a completely different direction. And that's scary for them because they're locked in their comfort zone. It's no wonder why we're addicted to foods that are that are numbing us, that are killing us, that are almost that act and operate as drugs. They stimulate in certain ways. There's a reason why we have alcohol epidemic, where we, where it's so you know prevalent for people to be drinking every day and and doing you know drugs. And I'm not talking about sacred medicine. I'm talking about heavy heavy narcotics and uh, and other things. It's it's not rocket science when we look at the state of affair of the human mind that's pervading throughout the entire culture, throughout the entire world, not just here in the U.S., but all over the world. And so if someone wants to break out of that maya, out of that illusion, they got to start doing the inner work and they got to start removing the energies that are around them that are inflicting and keeping them a prisoner within themselves. And that could be watching TV, watching the news, um, you know, gossiping with people, hanging out with people, social media, that's, you know, it's just another form of energy exchange, just like you were in person. Our brain does not comprehend the difference. You know, we weren't designed to have all these handheld devices. Let, let me, this is, this is interesting. I'm glad we're going down this. You, you ready for me to go berserk? Okay. <laughs> yep. Keep go going. Keep going. I'm taking so, so the, we're, we're anatomically structured just by our nature. We're designed to be intimate in the moment that we are around us outside of our meditation. So what does that mean? That means that our lives should be connected to the now, to the moment. You hear that all. I mean, that's that's like a meme that's circulating around. Be in the now, be in the now, be <laughs> present. All that. Yes. But what does that mean? Human, we're not designed to be scrolling through a phone and within 10 minutes looking at a thousand different realities. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, so absolutely. right now, children adults mothers fathers all of it in a matter of 10 minutes we could possibly go through a thousand different people's realities and what does that do what is that doing to our conscious forget about our subconscious our frontal conscious theta mm -hmm. wave delta waves all that stuff but just our overall balance and homeostasis within our our ecosystem essentially what is that doing to us we don't even know the ramifications yet what I see based on understanding how the body works and how meditation works is it's taking us out of who we are and it's removing our dharmic mission, which is basically what we've carnated here to do. And it's challenging us, not in a good way, but in a way where we're bringing on fear, pain, resentment, all of these different things, because we're not anatomically and autonomically designed to be able to be experiencing all of these different things at once, which is why I, I say it's so important that you turn off the TV, that you turn off the news, that you don't put your, you don't subject yourself to so many different things and you stay in a good inertia motion, which is basically you're pacing at a level that's taking you to a destination that you've already carved out, failing to plan, is planning to fail. And that goes across the board from business, you know, friendships, relationships, strategies, farming, whatever it is that you want to do. If you don't have the plan set, you're not going to know where you're going. And it's not about, um, you know, having to micromanage everything or 
grabbing control of everything because again, part of the process is to surrender, right? But you can't surrender if your mind has been manipulated and hijacked. And I'm not even getting into the, the actual like physical stuff that it's doing. The, you know, what, what's happening to our neurons, what's happening to our synapses, what's happening to our central nervous system. And that just on an information pattern wave, a frequency, let alone the toxins that are all around us in all forms, not to mention the non-native electromagnetic frequencies that are off that are off-putting and everywhere we go now. So we we got to we just got to wake up. We got to get real. We got to start educating ourselves. Um, a big thing with Symbiotica, which is what we're doing, is I'm not just trying to make the most incredible nutraceutical products of all time. That that's that's happening, and but that's just you know I'll just say it here. That's just a front. You know that's kind of like you know, a sidebar, what I'm really trying to do and what we're, what we are trying to do as a, as a tribe and what we're doing, because we're seeing it is we're planting seeds and we're not just leaving that seed just to, you know, grow on its own. We're nourishing those seeds as well. Just like a biodynamic farmer, he's nourishing the soil around the seed. He's caring for it. He knows when to plant it, the waxing and waning of the moon, our constellation, adding crystals and herbs, all of these things to cultivate the best nutrition ever. Well, I, we're doing the same thing with Symbiotica, but not just to give you the best alchemy, but to give you the keys back to your own reality. And that's through knowledge, through information, and for people to grasp it and take hold of it. So they're not giving their power away to an outside agency and hoping that they're going to be saved. Because we now know that as soon as you give your power away on any capacity, you're immunocompromised meaning your immunological system will detonate, will fracture essentially when you have, you have lessened your ability of your own inner gnosis, which is the deepest no knowing of all, and given it to an outside energy to take care of you. That's, a, that's, a, that's like 101, mm -hmm. right? And so, so again, the movement is getting people the information, getting people the knowledge, not forcing it down their throat, but showing them what's available to them. It's up to the listener, it's up to the reader, it's up to everybody out there to take that first step. And we know when you get into the laws of synchronicity, you know, the world's just going to show you synchronicities. It's up to you to take the direction. If you don't, I don't know how much more you're going to get in this life. So everybody has to take charge and take ownership of their life. You know, and it's it's, it's such an interesting Topic. First of all, at a very, very surface level for anybody listening, I'll give you one challenge. Turn everything off for one day and tell me how you feel at the end of the day. Period. End of story. Turn everything off one day. Just one day. Just turn off all the noise. Uh, no social media, no nothing for one day. Tell me how you feel. And you will be able to see a drastic difference in feeling. It. You still may have whatever you're dealing with in your life. But you will definitely notice a different level. <laughs> uh, and so and I, I love that you were bringing up about, um, you know, bringing our bodies back into homeostasis, you know, balance in, in with the ecosystem. Um, you know, meditation is often uh, it's, it's a practice of mine that when and when I don't do it, I notice being out of balance. But, um, you know, it's, it's often told to society, you know, that has a hard time stopping and slowing down to doing it. Now I don't believe that there's an excuse anymore, but um, that's another topic. Um, and what that does, is, which I, I believe in, is that um, 
cultivating that relationship within yourself where you're not giving away that energy and that power and you're actually now channeling it through yourself and becoming more self-reliant um, and it's now making you move in a forward manner directionally and intentionally, not um, you um, waking up right into a loop um, that was you know, programmed by yourself from yesterday and every day before. And so I, I find it very interesting. Um, you also mentioned about you know, can't surrender uh, if your mind has been hijacked. And, um, and interestingly enough, it's, it's interesting to see that people often say, oh, no, no, I make my own decisions. And I'm like, do you? Do you though? Like, do you really though? Because um, if they're waking right up into a, a program that they've created and moving throughout the day versus waking up and taking time for themselves to meditate and do things ahead of time, are they currently hijacked? You know? So I, I find it very. Absolutely. Yeah, you know they, what I mean? They abs- yeah. They absolutely are. Right. And I, I'm not going to just sing a fairy tale and say everything is beautiful and we're just going to do yoga poses <laughs> right. on the edges of Not cliff. And no, it's like, this is reality. We're, we're dealing with a, a reality that's been infected, like with a virus or with a parasite and w- that's feeding off the host and programming the host. A- an analogy to that, brother, is, you know, we all, you know, if you eaten raw fish in the last two, three years, you most likely have parasites. If you're eating contaminated foods, you most likely have parasites. Most people that have parasites get sugar cravings. Why is that? Because the parasites secrete a chemical which shoots up the body into the brain. The brain then sends a signal back to release a hormone called ghrelin. Ghrelin is an activator homer, uh, hunger hormone. Hmm. All of a sudden, it's, it, it tells the signal for the ghrelin, let it be sugar. Why? Because parasites feed off sugar. It's a simple molecule. It's glucose. It's just their, it's like their fuel. Same thing is going on with our reality. The same thing is going on with their consciousness. And I love what you said about taking 24 hours and just go silent. I mean, you know, that's basically like a mini Vipassana. Yeah. If people don't know what Vipassanas are, Vipassanas can be 10 days, could be 20 days, could be 30 days, could be a hundred days. It's a bat of silence that you do. And in this go, go, go world, this you know, human interaction, technological world where we're just like every two seconds, we have to be doing something, which is why we lose the presence, which is another reason why time flies by so much is because we're not in the present is because it is, is basically confusing the entire consciousness of our entire world. And that right there, I believe, is the center point of how we've gotten into the position that we are right now and why this situation that we're dealing with, with the quote unquote COVID-19 seems to be very, very interesting for me. I, I've been just observing it from afar and looking at how human nature is starting to, you know, realize, wait a second, the hamster wheel has been running the too fast. Yep. And, you know, all of a sudden there's like a deep sigh and a deep breath. And I don't know, it's, it's 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 a funny interesting time i i hope i don't hope i'm putting i'm projecting hoping is doesn't work i'm projecting that this will will be the a, a big ripple that's going to affect a lot of people in a positive way and for the people that are resisting this whole situation where it's just driving them crazy remember what you resist you persist yes and you're going to be hitting a wall and you might get ran over in the process so 
just like Tai Chi, you flow with the energy, you flow with everything and really get present in your thoughts. It's super important. And that's, I mean, that's the number one law of resonance. You know, if you believe that your life does not make sense or, you know, you have, or it doesn't have a lot of meaning, then trust me, that's going to be confirmed. If you believe that you are ready, you know, for something deep, a true love connection, whatever it is, could be abundance, could be money, it could be inner outer fortune. If you believe that you, you know, your life possesses a deep encompassing meaning, like you have intention behind this life, this is exactly what will occur. When the law of resonance is followed, nothing else can develop in your life. And I learned most of this, you know, from living it, experiencing it, studying it. It's such a, it's so beyond an affirmation because an affirmation just by terms is cerebral and it's not getting into the fiber of the body and the inner loins, the love, this energy is so essential, brother. It's like, this is it. If anyone can ask me, share me, what's the advice you get, you can give me, how can I get here? How can I get there? It's just, you got to go in and you got to start uncovering the layers and layers that have been controlling you. And just like you said, you roll out of bed, you think that you're in control of your own faculties. Well, think again. Mm-hmm. Most people's lives are dictated by this inner parasitic influence. So they're not even operating with free will. And you can't operate with free If you're not operating with free will, then yes. you're not getting to your divine intention. If you're not getting into your divine intention, you're living a life of pain and frustration. When you're living a life of pain and frustration, what do you do? You're not exercising, you're not eating good foods, and you're not making love to a beautiful partner, and you're not making you know beautiful friendships, and you're not helping other people because you're miserable. Now go drive down the 405 freeway in Los Angeles, look around you, feel into it. There's a reason why freeways are so heavy energetically because you got you know, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people, millions of people that are going through the same direction and everybody, everybody's sitting in some type of pain and it's off gassing all around you. And it's, you know, it's interesting how you can, you can feel into that. I I want to talk to you about uh, anxiety here in a second, but, um, and emotion, but I was, uh, I, I now, well, right before this uh, pandemic, uh, I started coming out to, um, uh, to LA, to West Hollywood every other month for about a week for some business. And um, it was funny, I was coming from Studio City through the canyon into West Hollywood. And I, yeah, because I keep such rituals here in Scottsdale, I was like, what is that? What am I, what am I feeling right now? And I'm like, oh, holy shit. Like I'm feeling an anxious energy. And I started observing because I was watching the people honking and the, the starting and stopping and the like jutting in and like trying to pull out of their, their driveways in the canyon. And, and I'm like, interesting observation. So all of you are here in the canyon, driving into a free, through, in a frequency to down there to where you will do whatever you have to, to be up here, but you're actually living within its frequency, <laughs> its circular motion. I was like, without necessarily feeling any peace. But I, I digress. That was just something that was interesting. I, I noticed like back in, I think it was like January, but. Um, no, wanna... thank you for, thank you for that. That, I mean, that's speaking to what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was fascinating. Yeah. It was, it was, I was like, and luckily conscious of it because I'm like, 
no wonder why I'm like, where is this feeling coming from? Which is actually going to lead into my segue. But I was like, where is this feeling coming from? Because I wasn't feeling it from me, but I was just feeling it in general. I'm like, oh, this is a very interesting observation. So my 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 segue there is to people, which is what you were talking about. The emotions that people are feeling are fun. Like, yes, they could be absolutely terrifying. And I say lean into them because now you are understanding something that you may not have understood before or taken the time to understand. So when you are feeling that emotion, lean into it and be like, you know what, what's that about? And the irony that I think people are, are especially the anxiety that they're experiencing right now, but or any time really, um, which is that, you know, loss of, 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 of control and other things. Yes, because when you're not reliant, self-reliant, when you're not relying on yourself for a lot of the different things in your life that you need, that what everything else that you are relying on can now is now showing you at any given time can go completely like right off the like the boards for you like they can be completely unplugged from you because you like and I had I had to learn that through my own journey like when you rely on other external factors they don't belong to you and you have zero control over them ever and you're now being shown this beauty of hey guess what like the system you thought was safe the system that you thought was, you know, operating at its level because it was feeding you a certain way, but you were still relying on it to fulfill certain things, not necessarily relying on the energy from yourself. You're now realizing, wow, like, oh, like, oh, holy shit, like it's not, it's not there anymore. And I, I kind of tell people, I'm like, that anxiety is just showing you, oh, wait a minute. It's because from uh, speaking from my own personal experience, you know, you right? know what we call that? Huh. We, we call that codependency. Yeah, absolutely, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the simple, you know, modern twenty first century yeah. way of looking at it. But we can go, we can go deep on that, and that's giving your power away. Absolutely, and that's trauma. That's trauma that's happened when you were in your mom's right. womb. That's something you happened when you were two years old. You know, that's an epigenetic factor. You know, that's the biology of belief. Mm-hmm. So, so, so everyone listening right now, what Matt is saying right now is what happened in our childhood that caused such codependency? Did we have a parent that used things against us and made us rely on them? Did we have, were we bullied by a, a sibling? Did we, ha- did, were we bullied at school? Were there things, you know, why are so many women looking for a certain type of man, man that has the same behavioral patterns of a father that abused them? right? There's so many psychological nuances on the codependency. And then if you look at the overall consciousness, there's a codependency on everything. And it doesn't have to be human to human. It could be human to animal. It could be human to alcohol. It could be human to tobacco. It could be human to whatever it is, cannabis. It it could even be things that are good, but without in moderation. So we got to get into the, the center point of where our dependency comes from. And the happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. Yes. That's a Marcus Aurelius quote. Yes. And so, and so I, I love this conversation because the more that we believe and the more that we are separated from everything around us, the, the more that we feel powerless to take a stance against these things and we go into victim mode. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, we're, we're in such victim mode right now, you know. We feel that everything in our life is completely random and our life is unmanageable. It's like some kind of chaotic sequence. The world is unjust. You know, we, we're not do anything in our life. We have no influence on our health at all. So we've lost that ownership. 
Our body's completely foreign to us. Think about that one. Our bodies are completely foreign to us. How big of an atrocity is that? Right. 99% of the population, I will tell you this right now, their bodies are completely foreign to them because they have no communication with their body. They don't, they don't understand how the body works, let alone how to speak to their body. We have no, we, we have no influence on our creativity. We have no, you know, we're basically moving around in this, you know, frightening landscape. And I feel for them. That's like true empathy. You know, it's not being quote unquote an empath, self-proclaimed empath. No, it's being empathetic. Yes. It's feeling into that. And you're not going to have the ability to have empathy within you, true empathy, if you are in victim mode, in pain mode, in fear mode, controlled by substances, controlled by something that's foreign to you, and you're in codependency. How can you offer empathy to somebody else? If you do, it's just a false empathy. And that's where we are today right now. Yep. And I'm, I'm generally speaking because there's a lot of brothers and sisters that are cultivating magic right now that are getting into the ritual of life, leaving this technocratic 21st century model and going back to our ancestral roots. And I'm one of them. You know, I've spent a lot of time in the jungles. I've done a lot of medicine, brother. You know, I, if I didn't do, have done any of that work, if I wasn't a devout student, if I wasn't chopping wood and carrying water, then get, then becoming enlightened and then going back and chopping wood and carrying water again, then I would miss the boat. And this is not an ego. This is an awareness. I wouldn't have been able to walk through what I just went through with my dad without any of this in me. I would have been a nightmare. And I have so much reverence for the path and the truth and the awakening that's happening within myself and around us and the entire tribe all across the world. The connections that we have right now with so many beautiful people is what gives me reverence every day. And I'm aware of that. I sit in that and I bask in that glory. And that I think is a pivotal moment and it's about momentum. So when you, just to go back to the beginning, what do we do? We need momentum. We got to start moving. We got to have wins every day. It's not, you can't, you're not going to one day go from stuck in the matrix, stuck in bad relationships, eating toxic food, and then tomorrow you're going to be Yogi Bhajan on the tip of the mountain in Tibet, right? Where you completely abstracted all material objects in your life, all material thoughts, and you've actually removed yourselves, removed yourself from your body. It doesn't work that way. It has to come from a set of series of momentums and actions that put you in the direction of getting there. And when you start seeing the momentum, it, it could be anything. All of a sudden, you you know what? I'm going to drink different water because I'm going to learn more about water. All of a sudden, I'm going to start taking these nutrients. You know what? I'm going to end this relationship. It's a little bit toxic. We keep doing the same thing over and over, and it's just not healthy for me. You know, Little small things can be wins. Those things add up. After two, three weeks, two, three months, where are you going to be? How are you going to feel? Do you want to feel better? Do you want to be a better son? Do you want to be a better father? Do you want to be a better mother? Do you want to be like, ask yourself that. And it's not about dictating people around you. Look at yourself. Maybe you're the problem. Yes. We have to look in the mirror. This whole thing is, is interesting because we're so accustomed to want to blame and blame. It's this, it's that. 
it's the media, it's this, it's all these things. Okay, yes, th there's facts to that. But it's how we receive it and what we do with it. That's what we have control over. And we can cut that codependency. We could bury it in a hole somewhere. Maybe you need to do a ritual. Maybe you need to cry. Maybe you need to go live on the streets for a few weeks. Who knows? If that's going to change your entire life and the trajectory of your karma in this life, go for it. Who gives a fuck? Who, what, what, why are you, what are you waiting for? Because this life is so fast. It's unbelievably, the momentum on this life is so quick in terms of human years. It's incredible. And before you know it, you're, you're just going to be completely, you know, obliterated on all levels if you don't make a stand today. And I, and I get serious with this and I get strong is because, <laughs> you know, again, that's the empathy coming out. I, I think about our reality and I think about all the people suffering right now in confusion that are scared. And they're off-gassing that onto their kids. Well, kids that don't know any better. You know, it, it, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. It, it just, it's, it's a vicious, vicious cycle. And in the last seven or eight generations, since, you know, probably the turn of the 19th yes. century, mm -hmm. we've really lost our way. Yes. We went from that postmodern time, you know, from 1400 to 1900, postmodernism. Like, what, what was that? That was the era of, wait a second. Maybe we're not sheep and maybe we're not just going to be ruled by the authoritative or authoritative law, totalitarian rule. And we, we're individuals by nature. Maybe we have individuality. And then all of a sudden you had the Renaissance, you had the art and the, all the scientists that's, you know, science came out and we are as human beings, we strive to be, to have individualism, to stand out, to be here for a reason. And, and we've, we've basically shut all of that down. And the, the mainstream mediums did a, did a great job. They tried to push, you know, a color of our hair or our style of clothes or, you know, a sports team. That's how we're individuals? Really? Well, no. In, That's it, a false individualism, just like false egos. That's a corruption. And, there, and I, I wrote this quote the other day. I got to find it. Oh, my God. Hold on, hold on. No, this, was a, this was an individual quote, and it speaks exactly on this. This is incredible. I love how these things just happen like this. <laughs> they, well, they always do with us. but uh, Totally, right? Okay, here it is. A half-truth is more dangerous than a lie Yes, because it, because it is more deceptive and misleading. A half-truth is a deceptive statement that includes some element of truth. The statement might be partly true. The statement may be totally true, but only part of the whole truth, or it may use some deceptive elements, such as improper, you know, double meanings or anything like that. So what I'm saying here, here is manipulated reality. You manipulate your own reality mm -hmm. and people are deceiving themselves because they're caught up in that loop. So a great exercise, look around you, decode your reality. What illusions are around you? What lies are you saturated in? What lies are you telling yourself? What lies are you being told? What impact are these illusions having on your health and your overall happiness? Now write all this down, graph it, diagram it, then look in the mirror. This is the way, this is the way to enlightenment. This is the way to your truth, man. You know, and, and I would add to anybody doing this exercise, 
humility is key here because you're going to have to um, let down the story and the narrative to get to the truth, not to what you're saying, the half truths that you've been kind of op- that a person's been operating off of. And I also like the fact that you're talking about individualism is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I love how even sometimes in mass media and politics, it's it's um, you know promoted in a certain way. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, because real individualism is having a relationship with yourself. That's it. Like, uh, and when yes. you have a relationship with yourself, like an actual relationship, like an and and I love what you were saying earlier, like the wins each day. Because um, what happens? You get somebody that's like, you know what? I'm overweight tomorrow. I'd start the diet starts and I'm going to do this. I'm like, first of all, you're, you're doing, first of all, you're placing expectations on yourself that are out of born out of extremities. Second of all, it's born out of comparison and the, the bad part of the ego, <laughs> like in a whole other, a bunch of other things. Change is a beautiful process. And in my, in more recent years, I realized like, you know, I used to always hear that, you know, you know, everybody hears a cliche, like embrace the process, enjoy the process. And I got tired of hearing that until I actually really started unpacking that and be like, what they're really saying is like, when you, when you actually start having a relationship with yourself, like, I do need more water. I'd like to pay attention about what kind of water am I drinking and how, how that is. And like, uh, you know, I should be eating healthier and like, what am I cooking? And maybe I should start uh, getting into like the type of ingredients and like just those small little tiny tweaks each day in these multiple different areas you really do like you're to your point you, you wake up three four months down the road a whole two two weeks down the road a whole different person but a more in tune person because now the relationship is with yourself and when you're in that kind of level of discovery mode you also take back your power and when as you're taking back this power from that place you're more clear. People are always looking for clarity. They want to decrease their anxiety. They want to, you know, get rid of their fear. And I'm like, have a relationship with yourself. You know, treat people the way you treat them. Treat yourself that way. Like, you know that all that, how good you are to them, even when they really fuck up. <laughs> Try being that way to yourself um, and loving on yourself and really getting to know who you are. Um, all of you. Like, and, 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 and remove the guilt of what you discover because I have also found that, you know, when you start unpacking your own shit, you can really quickly see like, Oh wow. Like, Oh man, I should never have done that. Oh, like, but you did. And it happened and that's okay. At least you took the time to look at it in the mirror and not feel. And then when you remove the guilt, you can kind of start to say, okay, what do I change moving forward? And it just becomes less of a like push and pull with yourself and more of a like, okay, I kind of dig who I am. I think I'm going to kind of keep experiencing who I am moving forward, like, and actually have a relationship. And I think that that's where your individualism really gets born. And you start to, you start to just gain that, like to your point, that momentum and, and keep that momentum because uh, I've heard an interesting thing, which is very true. Um, you know, uh, your inner peace or your momentum, um, uh, you have to work very hard for it. You have to work twice as hard to maintain it. Um, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. hundred percent. That's, but that's the best part, right? Yes. Because that's the journey. That's the that's where you start gaining the momentum of self-respect. I mean, come on. You start training in the gym for two weeks straight, your body's going to start to morph. How do you feel after two weeks of hitting it hard? You feel like a million bucks, right? Amen. It's the, it's the same thing with your soul. I, I really enjoyed what you said. I like I like how you said, you know, you start drinking, you know, let's let's drink clean water. Let's start eating stuff. I think at the core of that is what is your intention yes. for doing that? Are you are you doing that because someone like me is telling you to? Because if that's the case, forget about it. 
No. But if you've you got a curiosity, yeah, what, that's different. Right. Mm -hmm. you, 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 you have to learn why. Why do we not want to drink tap water? Well, maybe because there's a lot of particulates in there like chlorine, which turns into chloramine, which, which once it interacts with an organic compound in your body, it becomes a trihalomethane. Once it becomes a trihalomethane, it becomes a super carcinogenic, which shuts down and impairs every motor function in your body and causes a myriad of problems. Okay, so now you know that. Well, when I talk to you about using a shower filter and drinking clean spring water, all of a sudden now you know why and you want to do it, right? It's not rocket science. Mm -hmm. It's like, let's, let's just look and uncover the truths. Let's get out of the Maya. Let's get out of the false ego. It's the false ego that's keeping us away from that. Pay attention to your thoughts. They are the beginning of all your actions. Yes. One of my favorite quotes of all times. I think that's a... Chinese proverb. I, I'm not sure. Ease and joy are the crucial elements. Like manifest that. Let's have more ease and grace in this life. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. And and um, you know, I heard um, you know, from uh, a a very beautiful person in my life um, who's who's an exceptional close friend and you know uh, and spiritual psychologist, and she was saying, um you know, that um, we're not here to suffer like you people think. We're not here technically to suffer. Um, we, we, we make that happen from these narratives and from these other things that are, you know, whether through our spiritual DNA and the, the corrections that we're here to do, um, but we're not actually here to suffer. That's just something that's kind of sometimes forced on us as, as a way of thinking. Um, and then we're hard on ourselves and karma this and karma that. And just like, that's not exactly how karma really works. But, um, and so that's I, a distortion. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's exactly that's what she says total, too. Yeah. That's a total distortion. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. And, and so I love what you're saying, you know, in, in that, you know, our, our thoughts and our actions, you know, I think that, you know, and I love, by the way, sometimes when you talk and you say, and you put it in quotes, um, because I, I'm the same way, A, and I know exactly what you're talking about certain communities, especially when people are saying like, oh, like, let's talk about law of attraction manifestation. I'm like, you are the creator of your reality, but it actually means you have to be an active participant. <laughs> so like in being an active participant, it's actually that natural curiosity of your intent, which brings you the clarity, which brings you the notion of, you know, well, and not only that, but like the things that you think you want are actually part of a whole other paradigm of what's really trying to fulfill. And when you're more actively involved with yourself, You'll, you'll begin to realize like, oh, no, it's not actually this that I'm looking to fulfill. It's a thing that I already technically have. Now I just need to cultivate it differently. And then, of course, the byproduct is all these other fun things that come with it, you know, as kind of the bonus versus, you know, them owning me. Um, and I think that that's where it, I was I was finding it interesting when people, you know, talk about like manifestation and, and, and law of attraction, um, but from a very surface level of like the, the quick fix. Um, and there isn't a quick fix, but it's actually, but it's not as, as far off either. If you're willing to be just heavily involved with, with your own thoughts and, and actions. And then like, and being naturally curious about like, Hey, if the thoughts are bad, okay. Like to back do you, up, do you want me to validate what you're just saying in science? You Go ready for, for it. This? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Yes. Okay. So this is, this is the best ever. So, okay. So Wolfgang. Johann, Johann Wolfgang, he had a quote, it said, our wishes are the harbingers of the abilities that lie within us. 
Okay, so let me say that again. Our wishes are the harbingers of the abilities that lie within mm-hmm. us. In 1990, okay, researchers under the direction of neurophysiologist Wacomo Rizzolotti, an Italian guy, a professor of human physiology at the University of Parma, Italy. And he's also the author of many, many books in the field of cognitive science. I've read many of them. Discovered a fascinating phenomenon. They found that specific regions of the brain fire both when the animal acts and when the animal observes the same action performed by another animal. Thus, these mirror neurons, Mm. as they have been since dubbed, mirror the behavior of the other and through the observer itself were acting. Okay, so what is that telling us? In, in layman's term, basically, our thoughts will, will basically create the exact same neurological response as the action. Mm. Just, just like, think about the implications of that. Right. And why we are under a PSYOP right now on all levels and why the mind programming is so full on and the ramifications of it and why this speaks volume onto the current situation we are as a society and as an individual and how easy it is to manipulate and pull the strings and create puppets and why the sheep have become the sheep herder and this is an old you know david ike that total berserker he's making the rounds right now he's coming back strong <laughs> i noticed I was, that <laughs> yeah I was introduced to David Icke when I was 10 years old. I read The Truth Shall Set You Free when I was 11. Okay? 11 years old, I read that. Which, you know, he's talking about reptiles and all kinds of crazy stuff. But today, you look at some of the stuff that he was talking about, it's totally right. Problem, reaction, solution. And that you create a problem, there's a reaction, psychological reaction, and you provide the solution. And the individual must determine for themselves what that solution is. But when you're psychologically impaired and in fear and in pain and you haven't done the work, you'll take on that solution so much easier. And you can see that happening in our society right now. You can see it could be a terrorist attack, it could be economic collapse, it could be biological warfare, it could be some pandemic, it could be anything. And so we have to gain our sovereignty back because now the sheep has become the sheep herder. Right. They can't they don't have an agent on every in front of every house right. controlling our minds. Right. Well, and I think that that's part of the, the beauty of what we're what we're living through right now of like you realize that like the, the mass have been completely ripped off um, everyone. And it's sort of like saying if you were ever hoping and wishing and praying and mat, trying to manifest like to make better decisions now more than any other time that we've probably experienced in modern history, can you make better decisions because you can actually, if you actually open your eyes and look around, you can actually see everything for what it really is or isn't. <laughs> no, it, it is. But what eyes are they opening? It, and that's, and that's the key right. is, is right. basically, um, and in, yeah, the filter and, is so crazy right and, now. And so to break down those filters and say, okay, <laughs> like what you, I, I feel like it's sort of like, Mother Earth or, or guy or universe was like, hey, look, you all like I'm going to I'm going to try to make it as easy as possible. I'm going to just rip off all these layers so you can if you choose to really see now, you'll be there, able to see. 
there it is. If you, you know. choose to, if you choose to see it, right? Because you could be choosing to see a completely different thing, right? Right. That's the cognitive dissonance again. Yes. Right. So this could be the time where, oh my God, we got to go and get all the toilet paper. We can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Okay. Or, how would you survive without that? <laughs> yeah. It's just. It's. It's funny. It's like. It's actually. What me and David Wolf, my cousin, what we talk yes. about is this is the cosmic joke or the cosmic giggle, right? Where because <laughs> if <laughs> like you know some of the stuff we're talking about, I'm very passionate about, you're passionate about, it's very serious stuff and it gets a little scary. At the same time, let's step back a little bit. This is hilarious. This whole thing is just the funniest thing ever. And if I was to just look at all the data and internalize it, dude, I'd be laying on the ground crying you know, and, and in fetal position because it's intense. It's so full on, it is. but at the same time, what a time to be alive. Right. What a time to be in, embodied. What a time to be in full power and to be in your, in your Dharma's mission and in your intention. And the only thing that I'm trying to convince people of, and I'll say convince very carefully is for them to become their own master. Yes. That's it. Yes. Well, put. I have no other agenda. <laughs> well, but well, you know, um, that's a pretty massive agenda. <laughs> so that's a that's a that's a very soulful journey. Um, and yes, you, you know, and and um, you know, I love that you're living that out through symbiotica as well too, because you know, um, you you bleed this message um, of health and um, prioritizing self. And, um, you know, and, and it's your relationship with your body and all of, you know, and being your own alchemist, if you will, like, hey, this is, you know, we, we have to have a relationship with our body and a better understanding. And by the way, isn't it great to know what's good to go into the body at the same time? And, um, and yeah, who would have thought, right? I mean, <laughs> duh. Right, right. You know, I mean, you've been, it's like, it's mad. Like, if only everybody treated their body. And, I, and look, and sometimes I, I'm guilty. Now, I'm healthy, but I still want to explore it more. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, uh, honestly, like, you know, I mean, like, I'm, I'm a good, I'm a good weight. Like, I'm, I'm healthy. I, I've been eating vegan now for about five weeks so just to, just to want to explore that, just to, for the hell of exploring, you know, food um, and from that side of things. And, um, you know, and, and what goes in my body in general. But, um, but I, where I say guilty, meaning like um, we've all been given a Ferrari to drive. It's called our body. But had we actually respected the Ferrari, right? And yep. so I think that that's where it's like, you know, if you decide to um, take that on and really look at your body as this beautiful temple, um, which, you know, it, 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 it's hard. Everybody hears the cliche. They hear the, you know, my body is my temple. It's like, yeah, but have you ever really thought about it? Like it's housing your soul, man. Yep. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm so like yeah. and and um isn't it interesting the very first thing that we've all been given responsibility to we have not necessarily taken very good care of <laughs> the very well, first responsibility well, well think about it i'll use i'll use mclaren and not ferrari for the sake of this analogy yes you, you go buy you go buy a, a, a hypercar a mclaren let's just say you go right. get a mclaren you drive it out of the dealership you're on your way home all of a sudden, you hear something. All of a sudden, some check engine light comes on. Right, you're on Mind it. Mind you, yeah, it's, all this stuff starts happening. What are you going to do? You just, this is a hypercar. It's a brand new hypercar, million dollar car. You're all over it. 
<laughs> You're, well, are you going to get your duct tape out and cover nope. the check engine light? Nope. Okay. Why? How did? Why are we doing that with something that's a trillion times more valuable than this million dollar car? <laughs> right. Like, how did we get here? Right. Right. And so I really use that analogy and I want people to start looking at the, themselves that way and start thinking about that. Our body is communicating to us 24 seven through emotions, through feelings, through experience, through pain, through, you know, uh, heartbeats, all of these things are in proper sleep. Start listening to your body. It's going to thank you. And you can't reach spiritual enlightenment, enlightenment and activation if the physical body is falling apart. I'm sorry to tell you that, people. I'm sorry to tell you that the hardcore vegan community, if you're eating processed foods, you're not connected to nature, you're not connected to spirit, you're mm -hmm. not hydrogenating properly, you're not detoxifying properly, it's not going to happen. Yep. So to speak on what you said, I, th I think that was uh, no, I, a really good way of looking at it. I, I love it. And actually, um, what <laughs> bringing up such a good point about if your body is 10 million times more valuable than that McLaren. Just imagine if you actually cultivated the mind and the body um, and valued it as such, well, everything else comes with it, right? So it's, oh, isn't, it, it's a, isn't it interesting how people can, you know, and we're all, I, I've been guilty of this, of course, but I mean, I, I constantly work on it. But I mean, um, when we value less the, the things external from us um, and value more our body, those external things, by the way, can come and grows if you want it to, because you're valuing the most important thing first. And that then cultivates, you know, and, and you know this to be true, because even if you go after the, the people who like do the whole quick fix law of attraction stuff, like, cool, what are they basically saying that you have to work on first? Your mind. And if you're working on your mind and your body, ultimately, it's because you're now focusing the energy inwards to the very thing that's the most valuable. And when that is treated as such, anything else that is quote unquote valued external world, um, whether materialistically or whatever, um, kind of follows suit because the most valuable assets already been nurtured. So well said, dude, uh, that was great. And you help, I you really... help that in me. I, I, I love talking to you, man. <laughs> I <always laughs> well, love that's my... the whole point. I mean, you talk to me and I talk to you, we're opening up different uh, parts of our, our nuances in our brain yes. and that's connected to our gut and connected to our microbiome. And all of a sudden, all of these things start to fire. That's the beauty. And that's, what we're doing is having an alchemical conversation yes. where we're exploring our inner thoughts and well, let's, let's reverse it even more back into it even more. Okay. So it's easy for you know us to sit here and say, you know, well, you got to really start valuing your body. How did we stop valuing our body that way? And I can understand it's difficult for people because they've been put into a position where they've become powerless Yes, and, and we're in a debt laden society. A lot of people, you know, are re reaching out to me and they're like, you know, I'm just trying to put food on the table for my family. I, I can't, I'm worried about paying rent, let alone eating biodynamic food, right? And so I'm a realist and I get it, but it's gotta start somewhere. And it takes me back to the momentum and creating inertia. Just start somewhere, okay? Anything, it could be one thing. And that one thing might lead to a second thing, you know? and this whole thing where I can't, you know, afford organic food, you, you almost, it's like you can't afford not to right. find a way, write it down, create it, manifest it, work on it, develop the faculties to get there. And 
you know, I always, that, something that speaks dear to my heart, and I don't know what how many what your audience is in terms of the female audience, but even men can hear listen to this is you know sacred masculinity, uh, the sacred feminine, mm-hmm. the divine feminine. You know, this whole situation that we have right now in our in reality, the way that we're cultivating children, and the way that mothers are you know carrying childs and delivering childs, and this whole situation where we've suppressed the experience and we've resorted to hospitals and you know traditional you know allopathic western care in terms of the medicinal world and it's just a travesty man we've completely lost our way our connection to the spirit and i believe that's a very big turning point to the next generation it's we need to cultivate that magic back again when we're bringing children into this world the way that men and women are coming together to create children today is just not the best ever <laughs> it's not the best ever. That's got to be a cosmic alliance that's cultivating magic, and there has to be a plan. And it's not just some random thing where we're just bringing children into this world left and right. It's not. It's not serving us. Not serving Mother Nature. It's not serving humanity. It's not serving those kids. It's really, you know, creating a implosion within the the gene pool. And I'm not. And and that's another big thing where, you know, my my philosophy and my studies of being a a Rudolf Steiner practitioner, it's going back to the whole Waldorf education. And I think you and I talked about that on the first podcast. It's just redesigning and crafting a whole new system on how we raise children and how we give them the the space to cultivate their own magic instead of indoctrinating them. And again, the problem is, is that most people that are having kids today are children in their own right. They've never grown up because they haven't gone through those processes of cultivation and their parents haven't gone through it. So we're in a spiral right now where we've lost our way. So we got to get back there and we got to reverse engineer all that. And I'm doing everything I can with Symbiotica to bring that magic to the world and to really you know, open up the thought. Well said. When, when you think about the, the new souls coming in, um, because they, you know, uh, I don't know if the audience how they feel about well I mean they love this stuff but uh, you know going on going out of that that path about what they're saying about like some of the newer newer souls are that are coming in are also coming in more evolved than ever before but at the same time there is a responsibility I agree with you I think there's a big responsibility of um, the people bringing in those new souls um, in how are they identifying with themselves who they are in this world and what they are what they're owning owning their the embodiment of of who they are and not you know um putting their own expectations and um ideologies onto their children when they're still trying to come into their own and by the way this goes for any age group by the way (laughs) so you know because they so often you know the kid must be this and we'll, we'll have them do that and you know it's like are you living are they living their life or are you trying to live the things that you need to do for yourself through them, you know? Right. And so, right. you know, that's a whole other fun little, <laughs> you know, area. I mean, we, we could go down a thousand rabbit holes. I mean, this is what I do every day. You yeah. know, Matt, this is, this is why, this is what I think about. I'm not really thinking about much else. I mean, sometimes I let myself go into other areas like, you know, the ocean surfing, beautiful women, uh, beautiful cars. I'm just real. Like I'm not, you know, I, there's no, there's no game here, but at the center point, it's, this is the topics. 
you know, this is what I'm thinking about. This is what, this is what drives me. You know, I, I, this is what pushes me to get up at 5.30 every day and walk out butt naked, you know, and connecting to the earth and having father, son activate my body and turn on every biological function in my body, which is why I can go to sleep at night properly. You know, it's learning the mechanisms of our natural world and the human physiology and just having the best time ever in the process. This whole thing is just the best journey ever. They talk about superheroes in these action movies. What I mean, this is this is real superhero stuff, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. Um, I do have a a very uh, personal question I want to ask you. Um, sure. And um, for everybody listening, Shervin lost his, his. Oh, his he didn't lose. Um, his father's soul passed on. Uh, was it almost two years ago? It was just one year ago. Can you believe that? Wow, it was just one year ago. Just one year ago, yeah. Um, and February it, twenty, Fe- February twenty eighth is the one year. And it was um, so, well now knowing that time frame, several months before I lost my father. Excuse me, um, before my father's soul passed on, um, because he's very much still here. So my question for Shervin is, how um, much do you talk to him daily? Every day, every moment. I love it. Yeah. And he, do you feel his soul more than ever? He's shown up. Yeah. He's shown up. Like, actually, I've caught it on my phone in my life. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen any of those things. I like, have. I have. Yeah. I yeah. have. And oh, go ahead. It's, uh, it's, it's, he's in my peripheral and in my embodiment 24 7. And sometimes it's the best ever. And sometimes it's, oh, it's a nightmare of pain, you know, and I, so I'm just, I'm, I'm weaving through it. And I, I think throughout this journey and maybe into the next life, I'll continue to have that. I, I don't see that changing whatsoever. And I've got to the point where I, I'll have intergnosis for that. I mean, will the energy shift and go different directions? Of course. But that center point of loss um, will always be there. And I'm... I'm working on it every day and I'm, I'm sure the same for you. Oh yeah. You know, it's, um, my relationship expanded. I had a great relationship when he was alive. Um, he was a, a mentor and best friend. Um, and, um, and I admired him. I really admired him and, and for how he took care of so many people, but without needing the, like he, without needing the validation, he just, and I and I really realized it at his funeral when I, oh, so many people showed up in 24 hours notice. And I'm like, and you hear story after story. I'm like, of how many different people he was affecting on in a present state. I was like, this is incredible. But I um, I learned a lot about the soul's journey um as it's passing, and um I've been able to. They say that you know when when a person is here, when you physically honor together, um you know that relationship takes work, it takes twice as much work when they move on. And it's a good work to have because you can actually feel them. And, you know, and I tell people because they're like, oh, you know, what do you mean you talk to him? And I'm like, literally, I actually missed a phone call from him one day. Like I took a screenshot and people were like, didn't he pass? I'm like, exactly. I was like, so, wow. you know, so I and I took a screenshot because I know people I know that the skepticism sometimes of people. And I'm like, you have to understand the soul is an energy. It's, a, it's an energy. And I'm like, 
uh, the best the best advice I've given to people on that is I said I'm like you ever have that voice in your head your intuition you know that's what it really is going on and you you may may not listen to it it's really up to you on that day <laughs> and they go yeah 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 and I'm like okay well imagine now you have another loved ones that you're really highly connected to's voice it's different when it's yours your intuition versus them and I'm like it th- and that's the best way that I can describe it and I was like so it's been like we've been working together ever since I'm like it's interesting how in the physical realm. Um, we can work, you know, how we, he can only do so much when he's in a physical body, but when they're on the other side, they're limitless. I mean, we're already technically limitless, but I'm saying that like, it's the, the amount of work that can happen from a side that's lives in limitless, um, state on an ongoing basis, working together with that as a whole other a level of play. And it's just, I've, I've been constantly experiencing miracles more and more, um, with his presence involved in it, meaning. Um, and, uh, but I wanted to ask you, cause I, you know, um, because there is also obviously the pain that goes in. I mean, I even had like a moment this morning where it's just like out of nowhere, like, cause you can feel, you can feel their energy. Like it just comes through you so much. Like you're like, oh wow, you're here right now. And, uh, and I broke down <laughs> because like I, there's just sometimes that missing and a yearning of like, you can feel something so, um, deep and soulful and loving, um, and infinite and limitless and like the embodiment of, of, um, what they are for you and um you know just that that idea that you you they're not here in person to thank them or hug them but that you you know you're obviously sending it to them you know uh, in another way but i just i had to ask you that because I, I watched you go through that and i just i had no idea that several months later i would be dealing with the same thing and uh you know it's not easy it, it's uh but it's, it's a very spiritual thing it's thank you for sharing all that brother and i I mirror you and I reflect that and I honor your experience. And we're obviously, it's interesting that both of our fathers transitioned um, in 2019 for this yeah. whole, whole mess. And there's, there's a power to that. Oh, it's yeah. obviously something that, you know, we how we decide to cultivate our relationship through those experiences up to us. Right. And so I, you know, what you believe in is what it's, what's going to be real. Your perception is your reality. Yeah. So, if someone feels that when a human body ceases to live, then that's over directly to the dirt. That's it. Then that's their reality. Yeah. Yeah. If you believe that the spirit is alive and you have a soul in this body and we're just renting these bodies, then that's what you're going to believe. And those beliefs are going to build your reality and the way you go about your life. As simple as that. We can't, we don't need to get into the hyper spiritual. No, it's just common sense if you actually apply your th- how how that works. And so you and I are on the same level. I mean, I, I, I you know, it's a it's a mind fuck. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh yeah. I was hugging and kissing my dad my entire life, and I I didn't want you know I don't know if you knew this, but we were you know we closed on a farm in Oregon to grow, you know, copious amounts of high grade CBD flour. And I had basically sold my company, Black Diamond Group, a commercial real estate fund and advisory firm in 2016. And the plan was me and him, were going to go move to Oregon and live in nature. And I was, I could have done anything at that point. I could have gone anywhere in the world. You know, I could have just raged my ass off festivals experiences the whole thing all i wanted to do 
was go live with my dad in Oregon. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that was the, with the journey. And, and obviously that journey changed. It became a battle. And, you know, I fought with everything I had to do everything I could to keep him here. And so it's a mind fuck for me when I look at I'm, right now where I'm sitting, I'm looking at the chair that he would sit in and not seeing his physical body in front of me. Yet I see a, an urn where I have his ashes in. So that is a a part of the material world, which is confusing and there's a distortion there. And I've, I've died a thousand times in this life. I've gone through that experience. Again, that's what's helped me move and transition into a new era. And all of a sudden you were, you had a father and you were the son. Now all of a sudden you're the man, right? Yes. And so mm. it's, um, mm. for me, it's taking on, his love yes. taking on his spirit um becoming the man of the entire family you know i had already developed those faculties probably in the last 10 years but really solidifying them now mm-hmm. um and all the beauty that he was what you mentioned about your dad that's so beautiful that it's the exact same thing there's 300 people were supposed to be at this private ceremony there was almost 600 people and there was a line i gave a speech for an hour i don't even remember what i said and there was a line wrapped around the entire property to speak to me, to share with me what, how my dad's impacted their life. And I was so numb during the experience because of the emotions. And everyone was so emotional, right? So there has to be a polarity, right? And so I, I was just unbelievably honored to have... So that's where I'm at right now. I'm so honored that for the, the 38 years of my life, I was given the best dad of all time. Mm-hmm that's just that's my experience I, uh, and, okay. yeah yeah no it's just that's how that's that's helping me helping me that because yeah. i know so many people out there didn't get one second and that's what gets me through the day and that's where you know transition's a very very interesting subject man um i definitely want to go down that whole um, I'm, I'm looking at writing a book about this experience with my dad and what it all entailed on all levels. Cause I think it would be a really good story. And I showed my dad on my social media on Instagram for the last, you know, my whole life pretty much since I've had social media. Um, but for the last two years, I really showed that experience and the effect that how many people have written me. I mean, I'm talking like hundred page letters telling me their entire experience has changed in the way that they raise their kids or the, now they have a relationship with their mom or dad, the inspiration. And my dad knew all this. I would share it with him and he would cry. He's a very emotional guy and very connected to his heart and soul, especially towards the end and, um, or the beginning, as I might say. And, um, that was such an honor for me. It was such an honor to be able to, and I continue to, to share the story and I've, I've, there's a lot more to share. And so he's, he lives on, he lives on with that around me, within the tribe, within me, I'm his son and his grandkids, you know, my sister's children. Um, it's full on dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I love that. And, uh, you're right. Um, when my father passed, um, we carry on their energy. It's very apparent. At least for me, it was very, very apparent, just like it was for you. Like, um, there's a shift. It's an actual shift of like almost adapting their their energy's work 
and um, bringing it forward even stronger now because of all that they were to us when they were here in their physical presence. And, um, you know, and I thought it was, it, was, it was beautiful when you were talking about um, how you would share, you know, people's um, uh, thoughts and emotions uh, to you about from watching you and, and your father. Um, you know, my, my father was just a very loving man. Um, he didn't, he didn't cry that he didn't do anything like that, but his actions were so loving all the time. And it wasn't until, so I, I have his, his Mac computer on my, on my desk. Uh, and I was going through it and this is after he's obviously he's, he's passed and I found a file folder and he kept every tabs on every single thing that I was building and doing. And then including a couple of posts where I was talking about on father's day about him and what he meant to me. Like, he basically kept like whether I was featured in a magazine or uh, a blog or a podcast or like something that that happened. He had an entire file on me that hit me like really hard. I was like, wow, like he 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 was cherishing all these moments and he and, and he would screen. And the, the, the cool part is you have to take time to do that because it's like like I would do I did a post on Facebook a couple few years back uh, about Father's Day and what my father meant to me you had to screenshot it save it download it as a pdf you know because it's on Facebook it's not like you, you know <laughs> and and I found that's that just, and I found it in file a beautiful thing dude yeah, you know yeah. and it's funny how they can communicate with you so their actions while they're here I wouldn't have known that but they pass and all of a sudden you see the results of their actions after they've passed and, which is and, why, which is why, sorry to cut you off, which no. is why we have to connect yes. now. Yes. Okay. Because I, I see the beauty in what you're saying, but I also feel like you should have known that every single fucking second of your life. I did. I actually, you know, I, you know I, and that's, that's why it was hard because, yeah. because, yeah. um, the relationship I had with him when he was here was very, uh, I got chills actually just talking about that with you, but like the relationship I had with him while he was here is very, um, it was just so loving and supporting. Like you can do anything, son, you can do and be anything. And I support that journey 100%. And, um, and so, yeah. So, but seeing his collection of memories afterwards was just, uh, the, the icing on the cake. Right. Um, and that, I, I went back to my dad's house because I, you know, I, I managed the trust, and mm -hmm. he had, and I knew, I always knew this because he kept everything that I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. I'm talking about my my schoolwork, yeah. letters. <laughs> There's files and files of things, notes that he used to leave me because he used to leave me notes around the house. I would come home late, or I would do something. He'd leave me a, a like a page where he'd write it out. Hey, I want you to think about this. You know, this is my perspective. Dude, he had thousands of those. Um, all my awards, everything that I've ever received, my dad filed it on. And I think we don't realize it. Do, do you have any kids? I don't have any kids. Do you have no, any kids? I don't, I don't have any kids. Okay, so we don't realize yet. I know we can say we can. But once you have kids, from what I'm seeing and what I'm experiencing, we don't know what love truly is. Right. I mean, we love our right. My dad's my life, and I think that was a very unique bond, similar with you. But once you have a kid, everything changes. And I've, you hear that across the, the board, yes. especially people that are in their bodies and they can feel. And so our dads fucking loved us, man. My dad, I was his world. My, his, my, my life revolved around his life and vice versa times a billion. And so I think that's why my father 
was was ready to transition is because he knew what I've become. Yes. Yeah. And that was that's how I can rest that night, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I uh I I I realized that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, oh, okay, he knew I've done all that I can do. You're you're good. You've yep. got this. Like You've got this. I've done I've armed you with everything I I I could do while I was here, so. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. And and so what's what <sighs> what do you got? <laughs> I'm, I'm holding it in, man. I'm really holding it in real quick. For but, sure. Uh, you know, just eyes are red. Yeah. Um I appreciate that. Just I, I wanted to I wanted to to do that on on the podcast with you only because um it really helped me because it's I don't expect it's everybody has their own journey with it um uh, through the death of a loved one um but those who are going through it around the same time or have already been through it it offers a different level of comfort sometimes and so uh, the fact that it happened so closely to yours I just uh, wanted to share that but um uh as you are. Um, continue to build on his legacy in your own, and you're doing this amazing stuff with with Symbiotica. Um, what's happening with it at the moment that you'd like to share? Because I know the audience uh, would love to support, and and also yes. just because they continue learning from you. Actually, a lot of my audience actually is already well aware of you, and some of them are from your tribe and, and your tribe, my tribe, mixed a while back. Uh, you know, because I've had a few of them. Just we've gotten to some great conversations. Like I found you because of Shervine. I'm like, ah, oh, of course. Like uh, Ruby Roth is one of them. Shout out to her. Ruby Roth. Is yeah. The ever. Yeah, I know. She came on the podcast. I was like, Ruby, I love like what you're doing. And, and then she was out here in a, at a vegan festival. So I, I, I got to catch up with her here. Um, She's and, a berserker vegan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, me, I'm just, I'm, I'm just enjoying some good, healthy, you know, uh, whole foods right now. <laughs> but, but, I, I'm a qualitarian. A lot of people don't know that, but I'm just saying right now, I've never been vegan. Um, um, but I'm definitely a qualitarian, you know, 90% plant-based. Nice. I'm a, you know, I'm, if it's high quality, it comes from a good source. Yep. It makes sense. That's that's me. And I actually, I actually think that's utopia. And I think that's where I'd like to ultimately just really play from. Um, just because, For sure. I, I, you know, <laughs> so. That's God mode. That's yeah. putting ourselves in God mode. Yeah. That's actually right. a really great way of putting it. So, yeah. so yeah. So what, uh, so, Symbiotica. What you, yeah. We're on fire. We're, you know, since, since our last conversation, we've, probably or probably 10 times larger in terms of overall bandwidth in terms of staff in terms of products in terms of just our overall reach um it's just been an incredible journey um i'm now the official um head of sports nutrition for novak djokovic which wow. is the number one tennis player in the world um among a few other athletes i'm, I'm cultivating with right now um, i don't do private sessions with people i, I get we get hit up thousands of times a week it's just mainly like you know top top athletes i'll do it everything i'm doing on social media is basically me being a health coach i do that all for right, free right um you know we're, we're we're basically producing right now we're in production of products that we were working on two years ago you get what i'm saying mm -hmm. and today we just launched it's funny today was our launch we launched the new mycelated liposomal tapioca fermented vitamin c and we mix that with bamboo silica those two synergize very well together it's basically the in my estimation and my determination the most the highest bioavailable most absorbing absorbable form of vitamin c in the world and um that's just an example of what we do here at symbiotica last month it was the d3 k2 vitamin a ubiquinol which is 
probably the most powerful nutrient-dense nutraceutical product made of all time in terms of governing genes, governing heart health, removing calcification from the blood and the soft tissues and putting it back into the bones where it belongs. Everything we're doing is with full spectrum analysis, meaning we source the highest raw materials on earth going anywhere in the world, putting them together in an alchemy where they work synergistically together, then taking it through a technology to make it food grade. So we're not selling supplements, powders, pills, any of that right. stuff. That stuff, our body doesn't know what it is. We're not designed to get our nutrition like that. We're designed to get our nutrition from food, right? Things that have protein in it, things that have lipids in it, things that have fiber in it, things that are protected by an outer shell of a fat. So it can make it through the acids of the mouth, acids of the stomach, into the intestinal tract and then eventually absorbed through the epithelial layer. That's the difference between what Symbiotica is doing versus what's out there, is that it's a full intentional process. So if you've just listened to this entire interview, I think you can feel I'm about intention. And it's the same thing. This is, this is an offshoot of the intention into the products. And we're, you know, we don't care about cost basis. I mean, I fight my CEO all the time. You know, at first it was like, you know, this is the only way. Now he realizes, wait a second, we're, we don't have to spend money on marketing. We don't have to have these margins because we're not spending money on marketing because it's people are doing it for us. Right. Because it works. Mm -hmm. Right. So that cost gets balanced because it's still a business and we have to be able to stay afloat. But when you go to Whole Foods and you look at all those supplements on the racks, those things are costing them, you know, pennies on the dollar, literally. Yeah. And there's a reason why it's, it can be sold retail because they can cut their, their margins in half and still have Whole Foods make a profit. For us, it's different. These things are expensive. They're expensive to make. They they're tedious. They're alive. So they can't sit on a shelf for two years. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. These things have to be used immediately. Um, and with all this stuff that's happening with this COVID situation, it's waking people to fake up, taking ownership of their health again. And for me, less is more. We don't need to be eating copious and copious amounts of food. I'm, I fast regularly. I, I believe in detoxification. I believe that our body needs to reset. And I believe in careful, specific, well-targeted nutrients. And that's exactly what Symbiotica is. From the Omega products, to the D3 products, to the methylcobalamin B12 complex products that are so incredible. People that have MTHFR gene mutation, if you know, if you're familiar with that gene mutation, you come with so many different symptoms so many children are going through so many issues psychological issues they don't even know that they might have this gene mutation how do you get out of that gene mutation you take specific stuff like l-methylfolate l-methylcobalamin fulvic minerals things like that we did that we put it all together in alchemy and brother dude the responses that i'm getting right now are unbelievable not just the scientific testing blood tissue samples all that stuff but people's cognitive ability the, the 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 reaction in their kids all of a sudden their kids are calm and relaxed and they're not fighting in school and they're communicating and it's it's just unbelievable because so many people were lost you know they were just they had no idea what to do so i'll, I'll say it like this symbiotica we're making the best products on earth hands down no one has argued that but the products are just a front let me make that clear. They're just a front. What I'm really doing is planting a seed along with my tribe into people to take ownership of their health back. So whenever someone hits me up, Sherman, what do I take? What do I? I'm not going to tell you anything. 
The information's right there. Take time, learn. We did the hard work putting it out there. Every day I break my back to put more information out there. I'm constantly putting out information. You so really it's like, are. you got you to step forward now. Yeah, you, you. That's symbiotica, brother. You really, I mean, you, you embody the brand. You're constantly working with the ingredients in front of everybody and uh and um through social i love that you use social for such transparency which is a, a big issue with me a big deal for me and uh you know and watching your your tribe continuously thank you and like thank you for showing me and they, like so it's like i'm giving you the information i'm making it easy for you it's right here like i'm doing it right in front of you and and um and with love and it's like here take you know take a take a look like you know you got to do you got to walk the walk from here but i'm giving you it, i'm making it easier for you so that way you don't have to kind of go through all of, all the other crap out there but you know if you need to go through the other crap to see the differences too all right but either way here's where we're at and you know here's what we're providing and uh you're you're constantly in it and i appreciate you so i want to say thank you love you brother i appreciate you man that's the the biggest term of endearment is is that respect and to see me and versus, you know, and versus just like looking at what someone is or whatever, but actually see them and see where their heart's at. And, you know, I, I can be polarizing, especially for men, you know, and women, you know, I, I just did this on another interview is that, you know, if you're so embodied and you're so in your truth and you just don't give a fuck, that rubs people the wrong way. Absolutely. I would say, yeah, they just can't, they can't like comprehend it. There's a lot of women out there that no matter what, I, I bring up some type of pain within them. I don't know if it's the way I look, the way I talk, the, the empowerment, all of that stuff. It just detonates something in them and they just shut down. And that's a very small percentage, but it's, they're, they're out there. And the same thing with men. I have so many brothers, tribe brothers that see me, respect me. They want me to keep going. They love, they love it. They're on the mission. And then there's a group of people that usually they're hiding behind a screen somewhere. Right. They right. can't handle it. They're completely, you know, those types that are, haven't done the work. Right. And I'm a threat to them. Right. I'm pulling out all their insecurities, right? You know what I'm talking about. You're probably experiencing the same thing. So oh, yeah. it's, yeah, so it's just, it's just unbelievable. And so I, I, that used to affect me, but right now, because of the, the growth rate and what I'm seeing and the experience and the feedback and the gnosis of self, none of that bothers me anymore. And I have no problem being so directly honest in what I believe in. If, I, if I'm attracted to beautiful women, that means my body's healthy and my temple's healthy, right? Like, do I have to be ashamed of that? That yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, yep. like how mm -hmm. did we get here, right? It's just other people imprinting their own bullshit onto other people. I'm just like, fuck, it. I don't care about any of that stuff anymore. I'm just going to be me. I'm going to live in my truth and I'm, and I'm going to do what I feel is right. There was a reason that the most famous quote of all, the truth shall set you free, was, yeah. ever, was ever delivered. Because if, when you live in your truth, you're not, there is nothing else that you have to do. It, it frees you from the expectations and from the the um the opinions and the uh, everything it like right, when you, right? i mean it's your truth is your truth really does, like you're you're not leaving uh what did uh matthew mcconaughey once say he's like you're not leaving a trail of breadcrumbs for things to catch back up to you because you're living in your truth so there's nothing really to catch it back up to you in the first place like yep. you're 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 dealing with things in the present constantly in an embodied truth 
um, without hiding any of the details that can, you know, that, that are, don't serve you. So I appreciate you. What, um, where can everybody find you online? Um, well, I, I basically for social media, I'm not, I'm not on Facebook. I mean, I, I, there is an account, but I never go on Facebook. I call it fake, fake book. Um, uh, not that Instagram's that much better, but it's just a, it's a it's a good tool right now. Something might be, something might, better might come along next year. Who knows? But this is a good tool right now because it's simple, it's easy. You can get the message out there, and there's a lot of momentum on that. So, my Instagram Instagram handle is my name Shervin C H E R V I N, and then three three three. And on the next talk, we can get into numerology and talk about power of numbers, and. Um, we have our YouTube channel, which I just started, um, just told people about I'm taking all these lives that I'm doing because I'm doing all these live interviews with all kinds of freaking awesome people. And uh, we're putting them directly onto the Symbiotica YouTube channel, which is obviously Symbiotica. So, and I look forward to doing this again with you, man. And when you're ready, we got to get you out here to the sanctuary. Yes. And uh, we'll dive even deeper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, for everybody listening, last year, I was really, like, after my father passed, I, I reached out to Shervin and I said, I think I need to come for a week or two. I was, I was, I was hurting. You know, I was really, <laughs> and by the way, for everybody yeah. listening, this man said, whenever, whenever you're ready. And I, I, I you know, I, I, went right into tears because i was just like it, it's cool the world that we live in as we as we grow and we connect with other human beings um you know through this beautiful social you know paradigm that we have with with technology when used for good and that that really actually hit me very hard and i was like wow you know um so uh but yes <laughs> to your point absolutely you know i would love to come out there and uh and yeah um we can do definitely do another another one of these here actually very soon on you know uh, numbers and numerology and, and a whole, yeah, I, your episode is one of my most popular episodes, um, probably because of the tangents that we go on. Um, and I think it really just resonates with people at a very high, we're, we're delivering a very high frequency, high energy <laughs> conversation. So, uh, you know, so we can, we can definitely set that up and, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm honored brother on all levels. Thank you. Much gratitude and so much love to our babas that are within us Absolutely. and we are we are the ones to do it and this is our journey Absolutely. soul journey Absolutely, and hopefully they they got to uh to to partake uh, today as well too they were watching on um for everybody listening at shervin333 c-h-e-r-v-i-n 333 on insta you will not regret it i've loved following his journey um in fact ours started probably about three, four years ago when I just saw something he said and I shared it, the man like instantly reached out to me and I was like, wow. I, and he's like, I love you, brother. Thank you for sharing, you know, et cetera, my thoughts. And, and the relationship has been there ever since. Um, Symbiotica, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. You can find that on Instagram, but also symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Wealth of information, great products on there. I'm about due for some more, actually, and it's been a while, so I'm going to follow through on that. And uh, um, But it's just amazing, high-quality products and with a really purpose-driven mission. So, um, And, guys, you you know, go to go to Shervin's uh, Insta. Like, he's very interactive. He does between the lives and the DMs. Like, feel free to reach out to him. Um, he's really on it, and, uh, and I always appreciate that about him. So, 
Thank you, Shervin. I really appreciate your time. Uh, we're gonna. I'll, uh, this will be up probably here next week, and uh, you know, looking forward to to connecting even more in this beautiful journey. Aho, great spirit. Aho, brother. Thank you, everybody, for your time. It's deeply honored with full reverence. I love you all from the deepest part of my heart forever. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody, for Shervin, for myself, Matt Gosman, for Hustled Separately. We are out. Thank you.